This is B2B Radio featuring Mr. Biz, sponsored by Capital Plus. Over the next half hour, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth, a nationally recognized leading business-to-business advisor, will present information that helps reduce risk, improve financial performance, and change your company's future. If you're ready to take your business to the next level, this program is for you. And now, here's Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of B2B Radio. Me, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth, and uh, thank you to Capital Plus, our show sponsor. Um, so uh, I decided for this show, I wanted to... Um, so first of all, I guess I, I should mention, um, anyone who's got you know requested topics or things they'd like to hear, don't hesitate to shoot us an email. Um, you can shoot me an email, mrbiz at mrbizsolutions.com. And uh, with suggested topics or things that are, you know, troubling, challenges, just individual questions, anything like that, um, do not do not hesitate to uh, to reach out. Um, we'd love to hear from you. Um, so what I decided along those lines, again, to try to provide as much value as possible to, uh, to all of you, is um, I looked for um, what are the top um, small business challenges um, uh, right now. And so... I did a little Google search and, and looked for several different surveys, pulled up about four or five of them, and there were um, there were a couple of uh, prevailing ones that were, were very important, and so we're going to do a couple of shows on those. But the show today we're going to talk about is one of those challenges, which is hiring and retaining employees. Obviously very, very important. Um, as I like to say, the business is only good as good as the people who keep it going, so um, critically important. Uh, literally every industry, every type of company, whether it's a service company, whether it's a manufacturing company, uh, it, it really doesn't matter. The challenges are there as far as, um, trying to find good people and keeping good people. Um, the labor market is definitely, um, in the employees, uh, and then on the employees side at this point. And, you know, just from a macro level, if you think about it, you've got, um, a lot of baby boomers that are, uh, either at retirement or nearing retirement age. And so they're rolling out or maybe cutting back if they're still working, maybe they're part-time or maybe they're on a contractor basis or something like that. So there's definitely a need uh, for folks, again, in all types of industries, not just in anything specific. I mean, it's just all over the place. And then, um, you know, I, I hear all sorts of horror stories about um, trying to hire folks. So, you know, I'm, I'm uh, working with a um, with a, uh, a diesel a company that has diesel technicians, and they literally told me uh, that they hire. And he said, "This is." He said, "I'm not being over overly dramatic about this. It's the honest to God truth. We hire ten, hoping that one will fit. So they literally have a ten percent, you know, hit rate. And we, I said, "Well, wait a minute. If it's that bad, maybe we should be talking about how are you hiring folks? Maybe you're making a lot of bad decisions." And so. He said, believe me, we've looked at it a bunch of times. And so we did. We sat down and talked about some of the different things they do, the questions they ask, how do they screen folks, um, all that kind of stuff, and, and just the same sort of problem. I was working with a, a small manufacturing company, a very similar situation, not quite as dire as, as the 1 in 10, but um, he said if they need, they hire twice as many as they need. So if they need two people, they hire four because they know that, that at least half of them are not going to work out. Um, it's just unfortunate that, that that's, that's sort of the situation. Um, and uh, rather than waiting six months to bring someone on again, as you can imagine, in a manufacturing 
environment, you need folks to make the widgets, right? So he said, that's what we do. I mean, we can wait six months to try to get someone hired. And in the meantime, everything slows down. He said, so we bring people in and, and if they don't work out within the first 30 days, we let them go and we move on. Um, it just seems to be a really uh, sort of uh, pessimistic, you know, defeatist way to look at things. But unfortunately, um, in so, some situations, some industries, that's just the way it is, I guess. Um, one of the interesting things is, I think gets lost, is that everyone assumes that the reason that people leave is because of money. They think everything is that, and for obvious reasons, right? It seems obvious and, and seems very intuitive to think that way. However, I did a little research on that because... I wanted to make sure that I wasn't just going off of intuition and very interesting. So this survey was done in 2017. Um, so recent, not something that's, you know, five, 10 years old. So they asked folks, um, why, why, why would you consider leaving or would you consider leaving your employer? First of all, in, in 2017. And of those who said, yes, they would consider it. Didn't say they were going to leave, but they would consider it. They asked them why. And so they gave them, I don't know, 10 or 12 different choices the, you won't believe this, 73% of people, 73% of the people who said they would consider leaving their company this year said they would leave because they're bored in their job. Can you imagine that? I, I, I wouldn't have guessed that in 100 years. I'm glad I did the research because uh, there's no way I would have guessed being bored would have been uh, the reason. I know there's certainly no, uh, no boredom where I'm at. Um, but um, And then on the flip side, you know, you would think, again, compensation um, is is a big driver. It was only 15%. And again, I would have guessed that to be much higher. I knew that it wasn't the number one, which everyone thinks, but I didn't think it would only be 15%. I thought it would be uh, much higher than that. So um, again, sort of um, interesting ways to look at that and, uh, and uh, consider. And so based on those statistics, I think you've got to make a strategy that, that reflects those types of things. And, and so we want to talk about during this show is I'm going to give you some tips on uh, on some guidance on how to hire people, um, how to look at that. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, so uh, in one of the surveys that I looked at, again, looking for the biggest challenges um, for in 2017 for small businesses, uh, in one particular survey, which there were over a thousand uh, small businesses owners that had responded, um, so not just a small sample, 50% said this was their number one challenge was hiring and retaining good people. So Again, very, very important, and I'm sure small business owners out there can definitely relate to this because, again, I see it everywhere myself. So we'll give some tips on hiring, some insights, some guidance, um, hopefully some eye-opening, insightful things that will be valuable to you. And then we'll talk about retention because, um, you know, they, they go hand in hand, and they're obviously, uh, if you're retaining people, you don't have to hire as many, right, unless your business is growing, which would be a good thing. But um when you're growing like that, you got to afford you a little more opportunity to take a little more time maybe, and you don't feel as much pressure um, to bring folks on as rapidly as if you've run a tight ship and all of a sudden you, you lose, you know, you've got five employees and you lose two within, you know, 30 to 60 days. I mean, you, you lost 40% of your workforce, obviously not a good situation there. So um want to talk through some of those. So the first thing I'll mention is on hiring, and this was uh, this was a Mr. Biz tip of the week uh, at one point, but um, something I believe very, very strongly in my based on my experience of being of managing folks and leading folks for twenty plus years myself, as well as what I've seen in working with all the companies that I work with, and and, and it's a simple one: is hire on character, work ethic, and loyalty. CWL is what I say: character, work ethic, loyalty. 
Uh, if people have those things, then everything else will work out. And I know you're going to say, Ken, wait a minute. There's a whole bunch of other things that go into it. I will explain that, uh, what I mean by that, after we get back from the break here. But I did want to mention also, so we're going to head into a break. We'll come back. We'll get the Mr. Biz tip of the week, and then we'll dive back in with um, on why to hire on character, work ethic, and loyalty. Uh, I wanted to mention, if anyone is interested in advertising with Mr. Biz Solutions, so we've got openings right now. Um, you can run commercials on the show here on B2B Radio. You could be a studio sponsor. We're looking for a studio sponsor. Um, you can be the phone line sponsor, um, or you could even uh, advertise on the website. Um, don't hesitate to reach out to us again, at, and you can email us at info at mrbizsolutions.com, and you can get, uh, we'll, we'll figure out how, how we can help you with that. So come back for the next segment. We'll continue talking through how to hire and retain the best employees. Are you tired of the recruiting and hiring merry-go-round? There simply aren't enough trained diesel mechanics in Columbus. And guess what? It's only going to get worse. I'm Tim Spurlock, president of American Diesel Training Centers. In short, we find, vet, train, and place quality entry-level techs through an intensive 12-week hands-on experience. We've partnered with some of the best transportation companies in Columbus. We'd like to partner with you. Find out more at AmericanDieselCBus.com. That's AmericanDieselCBus.com. Thank you for being a Mr. Biz Solutions subscriber and listening to B2B Radio. Would you like to have your business highlighted in this spot? You can reach our entire subscriber base, all of Mr. Biz Nation, every week and archive for future listeners. We can record your very own spot to highlight your business, and you can also use it anywhere else you want, including your website or social media. If you are interested, please email us at info at MrBizSolutions.com. Don't hesitate, because there are limited spots available. To submit questions to the show, email them to MrBiz at MrBizSolutions.com. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. Welcome back to BB Radio with me, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. And we, again, are talking today about how to hire and retain quality employees. Um, I did want to mention real quick, you can follow us on uh, Facebook um, at MrBizSolutions, um, on Twitter at MrBizTweets, and on LinkedIn, I'm at uh, Ken, Mr. Biz Wentworth. <laughs> I got too many ats in there. Uh, okay, so the Mr. Biz tip of the week. So this one is about, ironically enough, good segue, social media. Um, and this is, again, a simple one. But uh, if your target market that you are, are trying to reach, if they are less than 30 years old, and actually it might even be a little higher than that, but definitely if they're less than 30 years old, you have to, have to, you have to be on Instagram and Snapchat. You have to have a presence on both of those. And um, if you're anything like me, um, the social media stuff, I mean, while I, I somewhat enjoy it, um, some of it's just a n creature of necessity, I guess. With business, um, you know, have someone do that for you, especially if you can get someone that's younger and more familiar with those platforms and, and how to best utilize those. That'd be great. But those two platforms in particular now, again, they're not they're not the best platforms for all small businesses, but if again, if you're looking for a younger audience, those platforms, both of those, are outgrowing all of the others by a multiple. Um, it's just crazy. And and most importantly, they have the most active members. So if you're able to generate a following on either one of those, it could be very, very fruitful for you and your business um, if you're targeting those, those folks. So let's get back into, um, again, you're listening to B2B Radio, um, brought to you by Capital Plus. Uh, we're talking about how to hire and retain uh, quality employees. And so before the break, I mentioned... 
one of my steadfast rules, I say it all the time, is hire on CWL, character, work ethic, and loyalty. So what I mean by that is, and this this goes regardless of the industry, regardless of the skill set necessary almost. I mean, again, you're not going to hire a, a ditch digger to be a brain surgeon. I'm not talking about that, right? They've got to be, there's got to be something there. But uh, if you, you know, character, right, that's someone who's going to obviously do what's right all the time with the customer, um, for your business, again, critically important. Uh, if you hire on work ethic, even if it's a skill set that they don't know, um, they have the work ethic. And again, not that it's something completely foreign to them, but if it's not something they have experience in, if they have that work ethic, they're going to put in the effort. They're going to learn it, and they're going to do the best job they can, and they're going to work their tails off trying to do that. So very important there. And then loyalty. Again, going into the retention piece almost, if someone's loyal, you know that they're going to stay with you if you treat them well. And if you don't treat them well, then they should leave, and that's shame on you, right? Um, and this is another obvious one, but referrals are your best source, especially employee referrals. And there's a, several different reasons for that. But someone who works at your company knows your culture really well. And then, of course, they know who they're referring, hopefully, very well. And so they can do sort of an assessment, a pre-assessment, if you will, before they even do the referral to say, hey, I think my friend Joe or Susie would fit really well here because of X, Y, and Z. Um, and when you do get employee referrals, there's uh, there's uh, research and statistics that show they absolutely stay longer. So you get you have more retention. It's almost built in, right? Because the other thing is you're bringing them in and they have a friend there already, right? So there's a reason everyone, everyone likes to have buddies at work, right? Um Always check references. Um, again, I know this sounds completely obvious, but I cannot tell you how often this does not happen. I've gone into businesses, and they've had a slew of bad hires. And I'll say, well, geez, you know, what did the references say? And I get a, a, a blank stare. Because people, for whatever reason, often assume, well, if you have references, of course, what else are they going to say? They're only You're, you're not going to ask someone to be a reference for you if they're not going to say glowing things about you. Well, guess what? That's not the case all the time. Um, and then there are other times on the flip side of that where you call someone for a reference and it sounds like they basically have a script that the the candidate gave them and said, hey, if someone calls, read this, you know. Um, so obviously you've got to have your uh, have your antenna up for that. But you got to check the references. At least give them a call, ask them questions. And you can ask some really probing questions, um, even just in, you know, four, five, six, eight, ten minutes on the phone with someone and determine how well they know this person and is this just a, you know, completely being over the top um, hyperbole, how great they are when maybe that's not the case. Um, so part of the problem is, um, so this was more statistics, so 70% of small businesses face some sort of setback during the hiring process. And the three biggest reasons they do are the length of that that cycle, that hiring cycle, um, whether it be on the hiring side or the employee side or candidate side, I should say, because think about it. How many of you out there have interviewed for a job before and they say, we're going to make a decision by the end of next week. And the end of the next week comes and goes and you haven't heard anything from them. And then another week goes by and you're thinking, well, should I, I don't want to be annoying. Should I get a hold of them, et cetera. It happens all the time. So communications is, is very clear and we'll get into that in a minute. But another reason uh, for setbacks is the effect on productivity. So along those lines is you really need to fine-tune your process. It should be when you have an opening, you know, you have a whatever, six, eight-step process of getting the job out there, where do you put it, um, who do you target, um, depending on the what the position is, 
you know, who's going to interview for this, for this position? How long is it going to be out there? When are the interviews? I mean, you really have to fine tune that process to not have it be a complete drag on productivity where you've got people coming in at all kind of odd hours. And I'll tell you one thing we did at one company I, I helped is we would have essentially not a job fair, but we would reach out to a large pool of folks and say, we're having open interviews on Saturday morning between 8 and 11 a.m., say, for example. That mean, means your people are there between 8 and 11. And they have other things to do, by the way. You can say, hey, while we're not interviewing, hey, let's talk about this or talk about that. And then break those, obviously, for the interviews. But that way you're not trying to schedule between the candidates and your schedule and uh, another two people maybe in the business that are trying to do it. It really focuses things in. So it's a way to sort of um, get a lot of bang for your buck there. Um, and then the last piece of where you get a setback in the process is – Whenever you hire someone, they fall short, and you have to figure out what to do there. Um, and that's uh, obviously not not a, not a situation you want to be in. But um, that's another w- place where you face a setback during that process. Um, the last piece I'll mention, uh, well, a couple more things, but communication, as I mentioned, very very um, important. And I, I see people do this all the time, and I, I I always warn against it. You have to be very clear and and very open about the position, what's expected of it, and the culture in your company. I think too many times people, especially when they're desperate to get someone hired, they kind of put lipstick on a pig sometimes, for lack of a better term. And that doesn't doesn't do you any good, right? Because then you, you've sold someone a bill of goods, so to speak, and they think that it's going to be X. They get hired, and it's Y. Well, that's not going to be a long-term relationship. That's not going to work very well, as you can imagine. So you want to make sure you're getting the best fit as possible so to do that, you need to lay out for them exactly what you're expecting um, and be be clear and show them some of the culture and, and, and give them examples. Um, trust your gut. Um, don't settle due to pressure, right? So if you've got um, the open positions and things like that and you're thinking, man, I just want to get a warm body in here. Look, I will figure it out later. Mistake. I, don't do that. Um, and then another thing, the last thing I'll mention on this is um, this is the, the financial side of me coming out, but... Uh, and I've, I've done this other places that I've worked, but if that position is open for more than 60 days and you haven't filled it, do you really need that position? Because if you may, limped along for 60 days without it and you're, it hasn't been detrimental to your business, I would question whether you need to, to, to actually hire that position. Maybe you can save some money and not hire someone in that position. So uh, those are some of the tips on hiring. Come back for the next segment and we're going to talk through retention. We're going to devote the entire last segment to retention and ways to improve that so join us again uh after the break for uh, uh the last segment of b2b radio do you need to dive into online marketing but don't know where to start maybe you need an expert to help design your website or maybe you just need to drive more traffic to your website our biz marketing is here to help our customized local service specializes in digital lead generation our Biz Marketing, where our business is marketing your business online. Go to rbizmarketing.com. That's rbizmarketing.com. rbizmarketing.com. That's rbizmarketing.com. Thank you for being a Mr. Biz Solution subscriber and listening to B2B Radio. Would you like to have your business highlighted in this spot? You can reach our entire subscriber base, all of Mr. Biz Nation, every week and archive for future listeners. We can record your very own spot to highlight your business, and you can also use it anywhere else you want, including your website or social media. If you are interested, please email us at info at mrbizsolutions.com. 
Don't hesitate, because there are limited spots available. Follow Mr. Biz on social media at Mr. Biz Tweets on Twitter and Ken Mr. Biz Wentworth on LinkedIn. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. Welcome back to B2B Radio. So, uh, first of all, I want to give a shout out to our show sponsor, Capital Plus. They unlock your capital and unleash your business potential. So, you can uh, find them on the web at cpifunding.com or you can call them at 855 855- Five two two three nine five one, definitely a Mister Biz recommended business. So let's get back in here and uh, want to make sure we get through all, all everything we've got for uh, retaining employees, because which is uh, the other side of that equation. So um, the onboarding process: you, you bring someone on, you've got to obviously have a good onboarding process. How many times has it either happened to you, or you've got a friend, or a family member, or someone you've talked to about this? I guarantee everyone out there has heard this before. They started a job, and you talk to them, they're a week, two weeks into the job, maybe even longer, and you say, hey, Bob, Joe, how's that job going? And they go, I don't know. I mean, I don't even know what the heck I'm doing. I don't have a computer yet. I don't have fill-in-the-blank yet. Um, I don't even know exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. I've got about two hours of work to do per day because they don't have time to train me, and I don't know what the heck I'm doing. How many times have you heard that? I hear it. Gosh, I couldn't even tell you how many times I've heard that. This goes to having a streamlined process that I mentioned for when you're hiring someone is the onboarding process. I mean, literally, you should have written a, a written out step-by-step um, guidelines on what to do, depending on for the different positions in your company, uh, to avoid that. The last thing you want is someone to come on board, and then you're paying them, and they're unproductive, and they're, you're only utilizing their 20% of their time or whatever. You have to commit that when you bring someone on board – that you're giving them the training and the attention they need to be able to become a quickly get up that learning curve and become a, a productive member uh, of your team. Um, otherwise, it's just wasted money. And I think a lot of people do that. They hire and they go, whew, finally got someone on board. And then they get upset two, three weeks, four weeks, and they go, gosh, so-and-so new hire is just not really catching on. Well, it's because they haven't been given the opportunity and uh, properly be trained and, and, and sort of integrated into the, into the team and critically important. And, and think about it. From the from the new hire, they're frustrated and they go, "Gosh, man, I guess the the grass isn't greener. Like I, I should have stayed where I was." And so you start to have that, and then again, retention becomes an issue. Um, communication, as always, critical. Uh, make sure you you're giving feedback on a regular basis. Um, it could be just be verbal. It depends on the size of your company and how formal you want to be about it. But um, there should be no surprises. Um, you know, if you let's say you have to let someone go. When you sit down with someone and say, hey, we're going to have to let you go, they should not be surprised. If they're surprised, then you've done a very poor job of communicating. Um, there should have been plenty of conversations uh, prior to that um, to let them know. Really, the, the biggest thing I could say, um, again, after all the experience I have in, in, in managing leading folks, is the golden rule. I mean, think about it and think about the best bosses you've had in your career and think about the worst ones you've had. And then apply the golden rule of that and say, I'll bet you that the best bosses follow the golden rule. You know, treat people the way you want to be treated. And the worst ones didn't, right? It's, it's the double standard. Well, he or she does this, and but I have to do the, that, right? Um, people get frustrated with that. No one wants to have that. Um, so consider this one. So we're talking about retention, right? So again, I wanted to look up some statistics to put a little meat behind some of this. So according to the U.S. Department of Labor, so what is the cost of a new hire, of, of replacing someone? Is Their estimate is 30% of the first-year salary of that person. So again, 
if you if you have retention, you don't have to worry about hiring someone new, right? You don't have to worry about replacement. So this is why retention is so important. You don't want to have to incur that that cost. Um, uh, I would encourage you, as far as retention goes, is to make sure you do an annual employee survey and make a blind. You don't want to stand in front of someone and say, okay, well, let me ask you these six questions because you're probably not going to get honesty, right? You're the boss and you you pay the paychecks and you write the paychecks. And so you might not get as much honesty as you need. And what you want is brutal honesty. And so we've done it before in a small company. It could be as simple as, you know, it's it's six or eight questions and it's a blank sheet of paper. You hand it out to everyone and you say, look, fold this thing up and slide it under my door when I'm not here. Um, and they could type it if they want, because if they're worried about it, you're going to read their handwriting and figure out who said what and all that stuff. Because again, honesty is what you want um, to be able to, because then you get the results and you say, oh, heck, I didn't realize that we weren't doing this. Oh, yes, we need to improve our communications. I, yeah, I, hear, I see this. And I've got six employees and four of them brought up this particular issue. Clearly, there's an issue there. Um, you know, pay increases. Absolutely, 100%. Make it based on meritocracy, not seniority. Make, making it based on seniority, in my opinion, is a huge mistake. And uh, what I mean by meritocracy is is essentially pay for performance. The the high performers, it shouldn't be, and this is de, de disincenting to um, the strong performers, is if you come through and almost have a socialistic approach and say, okay, everyone gets a 3% raise this year. Well, if I've been busting my butt and doing a lot more than, than the guy or girl sitting next to me, I'm completely disincented because I say, well, geez, I've been going the extra mile and doing all these things, and this person next to me hasn't, and I got the same raise they did. Well, guess what? I shouldn't even apply myself. Now, again, the people who have strong work ethic, they might say that, but they'll continue to work hard. But you don't want to take advantage of that. You want to be fair to people. Um, the way I look at it is as far as making it based on meritocracy, if someone has been there a long time, they should be performing better, right? Because they know the business well, they've got the experience in the company. So um, it, it, it could go hand in hand, right? The longer you're there, you would think the the better you get it, uh, so to speak, and the, and the better your performance would be. Um, another piece that people say, again, I'm going back to that statistic on people, you know, leave or consider leaving uh, due to being bored is training, um, training and cross training. Teach the person you, their boss's job. So a couple things that'll do. So that provides you a backup, right? So if you're a very small business, say you have less than 10 employees, and the manager is out um, on vacation or, God forbid, a health issue or something like that, you've got someone who can step into that now. Are they going to be as 100% as effective as, the, as they're, who they're replacing? Probably not. But you have someone who can step in there that keeps you from having to step in there. Or maybe it only takes a little bit of your time to help them um, you know, fill that gap while that person's out as opposed to you having to drop everything, completely not working on your business, but you, then at that point you're working in it, which, again, we always talk about not doing. The other thing it does is it builds trust, right? So the employee says, well, geez, they trust me, and they want, they're want they looking out for my best interest. And the other thing, and this is sort of one of those things that you know I have to point out things that maybe aren't so obvious and maybe you haven't heard before, is they appreciate their boss. How many people, again, say you hear say, I don't even know what the heck my boss does sits in his office all day, or he does this all day, or he does that all day. And this gives them an appreciation. There's probably a lot of things that their boss does that they have no idea. If you teach them that job, all of a sudden they go, oh, heck, I didn't even realize that. Um, along those lines is delegate. Um, you got to learn to delegate. I know sometimes it's difficult as a small business owner, and as you've built things from scratch and done things yourself, it's difficult to delegate. But it, it again, that builds trust and keeps you, again, working on your business and not in it. 
utilize those strong employees that you've hired. And, and, and again, it helps all around. And the last thing I'll mention, and this is a, is a negative one for sure, but you got to fire poor performers sooner rather than later. It absolutely drags down everybody. It drags down the morale. It drags down the whole team for some of the reasons I already mentioned and alluded to earlier. And that is you've got your, your solid performers. If you've got someone not pulling their weight, guess who's, guess who's pulling the weight? It's your good performers. And at some point, your good performers say, I'm tired of doing this. And especially if they get into a situation where, you know, as I mentioned earlier with the, with the pay raises, they go, geez, I'm filling the gap for this guy or girl and, and I'm getting the same pay raise. Like this is, you know, this is BS. Like, I don't want to do this. Um, a bad performer, a bad apple absolutely spoils the bunch. The cliche is absolutely true in this case. So you've got to get rid of them sooner rather than later. You give them a couple opportunities to improve their performance. If they don't do that, then you gotta you got to get rid of them, unfortunately. So hopefully you took some good nuggets out of uh, some of these tips on hiring and retaining folks, um, good folks. Uh, we are about out of time here. I wanted to mention, again, thanks to our show sponsor, Capital Plus. Uh, you can reach them at cpifunding.com or call them at 855-522-3951. CPI helps businesses balance cash flow and access working capital uh, via accounts receivable management and a variety of financing options. So don't don't uh, hesitate to reach out to them. So uh, thanks for listening and have a great week. And don't forget, cash flow is king. This has been B2B Radio with your host, Mr. Biz, sponsored by Capital Plus. Capital Plus is your trusted resource for commercial financing and accounts receivable management. They've been providing working capital to businesses nationally for 25 years. Learn more about them at cpifunding.com or to schedule a free consultation, call 855-522-3951.